0: a very good day, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Our date is the 7th of February, 2023. Our weather today is, it's grey, it's been raining all night, it's wintry, but then again, it is winter, so really, we shouldn't. Feel too cheated as I go across uh, to Altea Lavea and uh, say good day and welcome to Matt King. Good morning to you, Matt. How's your weather?
1: Good morning, Vince. And uh, yeah, no, actually, it's quite bright here, but it is very windy. We have had a lot of rain. I think the, my pool has gone up about uh, about ten centimeters over the last day. So it's been a decent amount of rain. Um, the fish are loving it in the fish pond. They've got they like their little bit of extra oxygen, <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's a great day. But hey, we're living in Spain, yeah, and it's wonderful. So how else could we? Uh, we we must be grateful.
0: Absolutely, and we don't feel cheated in any shape or form, uh, unlike the way that we have to discuss that particular concept today, because we come up always with something. Uh, unusual maybe to the everyday ear until you get into what we're talking about and then you will understand that there is so much that really all these different uh, concepts will have to offer us and the word today is cheating the concept um, for example if you have for um, just as one example a maybe a tory party chairman who maybe makes an count problem look very very minimal uh, as a lot of us feel that he cheated uh, by maybe 50 millions uh, not being taxed uh, i think uh, everything is relative but uh, let's go to that particular one uh, but we must put first of all the definition To what we're talking about, so uh, let's see if we agree with this one: is to act dishonestly or unfairly to gain an advantage. Are you happy with that?
1: I'm happy with that as a very basic one. But what I can I just say that to add to what you've just said? I added, I started to look it up uh, because I knew we were going to talk about it, and I looked at the 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 various forms of cheating. Um, in Spanish, and actually the Spanish language, because I think it is the way it is, and we would still, I think, use cheating as a very broad uh, word, but cheating in Spanish has one, two, three, four, five, a minimum of five uh, words for it, depending on... It's all cheating, but it depends on what you're actually doing but maybe we leave that for a little bit later on but um cheating your 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 reference was to cheating in the uh in the company sense yes
0: well no that was just just one quick example (laughs) let's stay with your um spanish definitions because the the one word that immediately sprang to my spanish side of my brain uh was engaña um yeah which of course uh there is somewhere in the mix, disingenuous uh, in English, or to gain, uh, is got to be from that sort of stem somewhere, so uh, what are the words do the Spanish use for uh, to cheat? Um,
1: another one would be hace uh, trampa, so for an example, my brother never cheats when we play cards, mi hermano nunca hace trampa cuando juegamos a las cartas that's, uh, that's uh, so he's he never cheats. Hace uh, trampa. A trick or truca as well, you might put into that one. Okay. Mentees. An honest company never cheats its customers. Un empresa honesta nunca miente a sus clientes. So no, never lies. Nunca miente. Okay. Uh, cheats. Um, copiar. <laughs> the students promise not to cheat during the exam. Los estudiantes prometieron no copiar durante el examen, which is doesn't copy. So we we understand that one as cheating. Yeah. And timar, the police arrested a group that cheated pensioners. La policía arrestó a un grupo que timaba a jubilados. Mm. Timaba. Timaba. And okay. It's uh, it's it's interesting. I thought that the. The, to see the cultural difference between our language in the English as to the Spanish, it's almost like they dilute it, cheating. Well, here.
0: I don't think it's that different because I think if we uh, if we went to the dictionary and sort of really investigated it, I think we'd find most of that would actually come up in English as well. And, of course, with English having about uh, five times as many words in the language as the Spanish, I suppose, really, um, I think we'll go to... The the sort of way that the concept will develop from the English perspective, because uh, much as um, our hearts go with the Spanish people, um, our minds tell us that really in English we are educated to understand what cheating is all about. So my first um, port of call would be keeping to rules. So as a child... Um, I think one of the things that really seems to be going adrift everywhere is that people are not doing what we teach children and have taught children to do over so many years, which is to keep the rules. And well, so, well, I think you're right,
1: but I think y- y- your, your second part of that uh, statement was correct, is that we used to. I don't believe and I don't see mothers or teachers really teaching children to not cheat. I don't see it. We, somewhere we've lost the valuation of cheating in our society. And, and it goes back to, I mean, I know, I know you were strict and would have uh, absolutely berated your children for, for cheating. I would have done the same. Um, I know a few people that would have done the same, but when I look around me now, and even when we ran the, the theatre school, we, we would see p- parents advising their children to cheat, effectively, on, on a lot of things.
0: Well, th- this is so interesting because um, I started uh, my teaching career by uh, starting as a lecturer in uh, the uh, Further Education College. And then because, basically, whenever we had uh, people behaving badly, it seemed to me that they were... Always likely to be more that way if they couldn't read and write uh, or if they weren't very skillful in that particular way. And so I retrained. um, Don't forget, in the FE college, we were doing 16 to 19 year olds. So we were okay to about 16. Then I thought, well, okay, I'm going to go and retrain, which I did uh, through on the job retraining. Um, And I went into the secondary modern schools, which were absolutely um, uh, an experience I would prefer to forget. Um, And then from that, I went uh, down into the primary schools. And really, uh, I think my experience tells me that if you haven't got the children on side by the age of about 10... Uh, Normally in the top infants or the primaries, uh, the age of 11, um, you've got a group of kids who basically rule the roost and think they they can do what they like and the rules don't apply to them. I think
1: even younger than that now, to be perfectly honest, I think that they've become so educated, if that's the word, in wrongdoing. You can even go as low as seven and eight. Well, no, look, I I
0: think you're right. Uh, The only thing I was going to really uh, dwell on was my experience, because I feel um, sometimes, if if I make a comment like, say, the six-year-olds, I didn't spend enough time in the school so i don't really know whether that would be as valid as telling you from being a class teacher on supply and how the kids behaved at that particular time when when you know i was doing that job um
1: yeah no no i, I mean but i'm talking from from we gave up our school uh when the pandemic came along um but up till then we'd had 12 years of dealing with children from the ages of four to 20 and then uh, adults as well and it's surprising how many of them would would cheat or lie or whatever to get themselves out of trouble And, and it was some of it was induced by the parents and I'm only talking from experience from a few years ago
0: yeah, no, no, no. Look, uh, I I, I am quite happy to accept your experience in, in that particular instance because um, it's a terribly valid one and it's recent, um, you, you know, but I think for our listener, I think it makes a lot more sense to know that what we're talking about is our own personal experience as well as commenting on what we see in society. So absolutely absolutely. <clears throat> okay, well look, um I think the next thing we can go to is the fact that a lot of the rules which are now permeating into other parts of society um, are, are from sports. I mean, we watch the football on the TV, for example, and quite honestly, it really is should it be part of your um, acting and drama group because, quite frankly, uh, for grown men uh, in a contact sport, which we've had uh, for all the time that I've been around, um, you know, for, for grown men to be seen on TV to get a knock on, say, their shin. And then they go down clutching their head so that the referee will quickly come running on because it could be a head injury. Um, I mean, I think that's more than disingenuous. It's more than cheating. It's really uh, it, it's the coaches who are actually um, training the players And I'm pretty sure that that has got to be a fair comment because you see it time and time again in many teams now. So uh, I think this came over from the continent, um, but it is now a a huge part of the English football game. And I have to say, I really hate it. So let's get your comment on that one. Then we'll move to rugby after that. Well,
1: I, I first have to say and be absolutely honest, I never watch football. I am not interested in football. I I must be one of the only men alive, excuse me, uh, that doesn't like football. But I can talk to you in relation with rugby um, and this game has changed. It's definitely changed. Um, I, I played it to quite a high standard and there were times when we would maybe do something technically that wasn't truthful um, maybe called cheating if you if you wanted it. But it was a level playing field. The other sides did it as well, so it was ex- sort of acceptable. I don't know. But it wasn't like the cheating that I see. It's one of the reasons I truthfully do not watch football. Right. I cannot believe... I mean, I spent some time uh, in the hospitals afterwards, after the games, being stitched up and, and things like that. And the amount of footballers compared to rugby players having cuts done was was triple at least triple um it it is it was and and to me that was some of the things were cheating because football's a non-contact sport ha 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 it's not the game that i watch now on tv or 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 whatever it's a full contact sport they seem to run into each other but it's like the whole of society everything's getting more lax the referees don't seem to be Picking up on stuff the same way as they used to. On the few, I, d- I say I never watch football. I'll be with some friends uh, having a drink or having a chat or doing whatever, and the TV might be on, and they'll be, they'll be watching the TV because they're football addicts. And and I I I look at it and I go, oh my god, he's just done that, and they go, oh that's nothing, mm-hmm. that's nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the attitude that's gone through mm-hmm. society about everything cheating included it that's okay that's all right we can make we can make an excuse for that and i think the trouble is if you start to make excuses at football in rugby in sport then you're on a downward slope
0: I think you're absolutely right, Um, you know, because obviously we are talking about personal experience as well as uh, commenting on society. Um, I'll go back to playing rugby. Uh, Let me tell our listeners that you did play in a very high level. Um, I played a good level, uh, but in the clubs I played from the first team, to the sixth team. So it just meant I changed my position depending on what was the need of that particular game. Um, But I do remember we used to play against a team from Warrington called the Gentlemen of Moor. And uh, they were a rugby league team who had a rugby union uh, part of their club. And this particular game, I can remember quite clearly, uh, they had their the scrum down. And we all know that the Rugby League scrubs, uh, scrums are very strange compared to the rigours of a Rugby Union scrum. And they had... <laughs> very uh, different. Yeah, very well, different. this was the first time that uh, I think I've ever come across this particular thing. And it was the Rugby Union's team from Gentlemen of Moor And what they did was they pushed up one of the second row to become a second hooker.
1: And uh,
0: we were furious about this. And then, um, you you know, the referee didn't seem to jump on it very often. And then in the line out, we had um, all sorts of uh, things going on. You know, the usual um, putting your arm across and uh, blocking that way. And we had um, uh, a boxer in our team. He went off to... Uh, Canada, but uh, I knew what would happen because this particular friend of mine, Ollie, uh, he was um, one of these guys, a real gentleman. He would offer somebody the chance not to do something about three or four times, and on the third or fourth time, I would know that the fist would go out. It was coming. That's right. It was coming. And uh, this guy, his eyelid dropped completely. Uh, I've never seen that since or before. Um, But. Uh, be, basically because uh, Ollie was able to do that, uh, but nobody else seemed to be able to stop these shenanigans, which were obviously against the rules. So if we look at, um, okay, we, we, we know football is full of it, we know rugby is full of it. If we look at cricket, for an example, uh, you probably remember that uh, we had ball tampering going on. Do you remember this one? um i
1: i have never been a cricketer either. It was far too slow for me but uh I, I do recall that weren't they scratching the yeah or taking off the the uh the seam or doing something to the seam Egg, exactly. Of the ball?
0: Exactly. I can't remember which team it was, but I do remember that, you know, the, the cricketers rub the ball on the trouser leg, which is if anybody's listening, if you ever watch and you see this mark on a, the uh, trouser leg of a cricketer, that, that's what the uh, the idea is, is to obviously uh, change the way that the ball will travel in the air. Um, so, I mean, we see it at all sorts of levels, all sorts of games. Um and if we just then go to an an innocuous thing, uh, a group of people playing at a table, playing cards. And, you know, you go back to your Western films and there's always that one incident where somebody is caught with a, a card either up his sleeve or down his boot or something and uh, somebody ends up getting shot. Now, uh, I don't know where we go with the psyche of somebody who has to cheat Unless money's involved, I can understand why people would want to do that. I don't like it, but, you know, I can understand it. But just on a game of cards or any board game where you're playing with friends, does that sort of ever sort of irritate you when you know somebody's cheating or has cheated?
1: Well, I, I, I'm a bit of a weirdo because if I think anybody's cheating and I'm and that, that suspect, sus- Suspecting it actually turns out to be true, I, I will just stop playing. Okay, because I just can't help myself. I, I I don't ever. I try never ever to treat or or to to do things um, against the rules because if we don't have rules um, and you cheat, you haven't got society. You haven't got. You need. And th- this is why. I mean, taking it a little bit further, this is why the UK is looking so. Terrible at the moment. I was going to use another word, but you told me not to use that word. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I think it, they're, it, they're cheating. Yeah. They're cheats. They're leading the country. They are cheats. And, and that's taking it out of context of what you're talking about. I understand that. But it's just how my mind unfortunately works
0: these days. Well, no, it's okay. I've spoke. got that. I've got that down for the next one, by the way. So, uh, oh right, you, you you're right to raise it. I've got one last analogy <laughs> from the world of sport, which is basically what really uh, might not be considered cheating. But let me explain. Um, when the, t- the football teams are trying to speed the game up, they obviously are trying to tire the opponents by training harder in their own training, and then they play a team and they play the, what they call the high-pressing game. But yeah. with certain teams, and I know Liverpool, which is my team, do has has done this, uh, which is they water the pitch so that the ball will travel, travel faster. And, of course, uh, I have to say, a couple of times when I've seen this, I've thought to myself... Um, you know, uh, yeah, I can understand it. And then you see one of your own players slipping and you think to yourself, well, there we are, cheats never prosper. And, of course, we have that in the language, cheats never prosper. But, of course, it's
1: an old proverb, isn't it?
0: Mm. And as we move towards the politicians, um, we know full well that cheats do prosper because we've seen it in many instances over the past couple of years, uh, we'll go to the British politicians because I think we might lose a lot of our listeners if we go to the Spanish politicians. They probably don't won't know who we're talking about. But well, if we, we
1: could use the American politicians. Well, I, mean, I was going to say no. we,
0: we will go to America as well. Um, but let's go first of all to um, Boris Johnson coming out in front of a camera telling the world not just his own country that he didn't do something that everybody knew that he had done now i don't understand the psyche of anybody who can stand in front of anybody else but in this case the whole world and make that statement i don't understand that person i don't i can't really get inside and empathize with that particular point of view so um, well,
1: I, co- I completely agree with you, I completely agree with you, but I also can't understand that his direct peers and the people around him accept that and le- let him stay in position of responsibility like that once they know he lies. If this is
0: the, if, way, if this is the way you feel, and you, you, know, you know that I've just said how I feel as well, then this would tend to give me an indication that there's a commonality between your education and my education, either through our parents or through our teachers. And we both attended um, Christian colleges. So therefore, I would suggest that maybe... That is part of the way that we've been educated and part of the way we've continued into our lives to try and act. Um, Look, let's be honest about it. I think anybody who can stand and say, I've never cheated, is probably telling a few porky pies. But... Oh,
1: I I, I think that's absolutely... Because you you have to go down the definition of cheating. I mean, you know, some have cheated more than others. Some have been um, sexual cheats, and uh, relationship cheats, you know, the, 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 the list is, is unbelievable. As, as always, you throw up these, um, <laughs> these topics that just then are, are endless when you uh, start to go into them. But I don't believe that, like you, that there is one person that could honestly stand up and say that they, they hadn't done something irregular. Yeah. you want to but you see even that i don't like what using the word cheat because i know that i'm saying that yes i've somewhere would have cheated but even i don't like to say that i would have cheated somewhere but actually i i can't honestly apart from rugby some of the things that we use and it was usually involved physical violence rather than it being um mm-hmm. anything anything else um but we didn't do the things that the footballers do, like sit on the floor and roll around and cry. And like you were saying, we never did anything like that, really, to gain any, any uh, ground. Oh, I don't remember doing it, anyway. Yeah. Well, serious. well, I was the but same.
0: I, I don't think, in certainly in my rugby or my football or my judo, I don't think any time I've been taught to cheat. But I do remember on an international judo tournament, we were up against an, an Italian team in Paris, And their trainer had deliberately taught his team, if they got a a hold on uh, and normally, you know, you tap and immediately let go, because otherwise there's there's a likelihood an arm will be broken or something like that. He had taught their team not to let go. And the reason being was that uh, for the next sort of bout, that uh, injured player would carry the injury and obviously be be at a disadvantage. So um, it's funny that you used an expression as well, which um, I, I immediately related to when you talked about somebody being stitched up. And that that's the problem, you see. Uh, we have these sayings now. We know what they mean. And it, it can be that you feel outraged and totally cheated by somebody who does stitch you up. So, you know, when we go to... Uh, dare I say, the American elections. I think you might have a view on that one.
1: Well, I, I, I sort of, I mean, we chat privately sometimes, um, and you sort of know my thoughts. I've sort of given up with that. That seems such a farce. I mean, quickly followed by the UK politicians. And, and I have to say, I, I do follow the Spanish uh, politics as well. And it's, I would say the English and the Spanish are probably equal. I mean, it is, it, and, and it is a farce. I think that's the only way to describe the, the, the whole way they seem to run their business nowadays. I mean, I don't. I do, I wasn't interested in politics enough to know whether that that used to happen. But my feeling is that it didn't. People were honourable, and I mean, and I'm not talking about honourable in the sense of that specky person uh who is who purports to be on or what's his name uh, in parliament at the moment
0: well, i think there's about 650 of them actually
1: yeah you're you're probably <laughs> right it's no good pulling one out you're you're absolutely right but um it, it makes my i mean my blood is boiling now at thinking of of america and of england they're just there was a there was an article on the on the news and the uh the, the daily breakfast program today about um the, the is it was it Floyd's oh, my memory's bad the one the guy that got shot yeah and uh, they're trying George Floyd yeah. but he he was a proven cheat yes i mean i'm not saying you should kill him because of that but all the people around him were proven cheats and and, and so the the case has become so out of out of kilt. It, it's unbelievable
0: You're absolutely right. And um, my sort of days of sitting in my history lectures and uh, lessons immediately remind me that um, in England when uh, say one party wins the elections uh, what they seem to spend a lot of time doing is rigging the the borders, the boundaries of each uh, parliamentary um, territory if you like for the MP so that they can make sure that their side will win in the next elections so really it's almost like using a legitimised process to make sure you can get in and then um, massage The territory so that you can gain an an advantage straight away, Uh, which is not really, I suppose, cheating. But if you don't really understand politics, maybe you'll see it that way. But if you do understand, then really it is cheating because what they're doing is they're trying to make sure by an unfair change of the boundary rules that they'll win the next time there's an election. So I feel very, very cheated by what we used to call democracy that's what I feel at the moment I don't really feel that it's a proper concept I think it's been flawed in fact we'll probably look at democracy one of these days and then I immediately relate what we do and what we have done in Britain and Spain and uh, United States to what goes on in China and Russia because you know I was wondering how dishonest they are and whether or not their people feel cheated because they rigged the elections and everybody knows that uh, Putin, uh, you know, he stood there on a, something I was watching last night uh, with tears in his eyes as he was re-elected, knowing full well that, um, you know, it was all just for the cameras. And, of course, uh, the Chinese, are uh, past masters at it. So You know, where do we find any decency or any um, true democracy? I'm not sure that you can find it anywhere at the moment. I don't know whether or not you feel the same.
1: Well, I, I, I would say that you would find it in your house. You would find it in my house. Apart from that, I truthfully would not be able to say where else you might find it. I mean, I know you well enough to know that that's the way you think and you believe, Democracy and fairness and and uh, and just a level playing field, and that's exactly the same way as I feel. The rest of every, nearly everybody, whether it's a salesman, um, especially the youngsters, they the, lying doesn't seem to make any any. Uh, it doesn't seem to bother them whatsoever. It's like they've never been taught that lying isn't good, and that comes from, I think. A generation, the generation above them, who who also think that well, we got, we did, we cheated our ways into doing things, and nobody really said anything, and we got away with it. So we did it a bit more. I mean, it, it's it's almost criminal to, to some of the cheating that goes on. But we have become we have become a society that accepts it as being somebody who's doing well or or whatever they put themselves into. But you know, I don't I don't know many people. Uh, certainly, I don't know any politicians who I would bet my money on that weren't weren't bent for sure.
0: I know uh, one game that it is still frowned upon to cheat, which is of course. Um, all games probably will have people that will try it on Um, but I'm thinking of golf and I'm thinking of a a good friend that I used to play with and every now and again he would do a bit of cheating Uh, I wouldn't mind really because basically it wasn't too important (laughs) But I still would have loved to have turned around and said, hey, I saw you kick that, you know, in, in the uh, bunker, you, you know, uh, but I well, never I did. i golf
1: with people like that. I mean, uh, golf is full of cheats. Golf, golf, you, I mean, I, I have a friend who's a real nutter with golf, <laughs> and um, it's his whole, it's, it's his being, really, golf. He watches golf, he plays golf. He's not a great golfer, but he, he just does it. But he, I mean, he cheats, and he tells me stories about other people that cheat, moving their ball, um, miscounting the number of shots that they make. And, and to me, there's no point in even playing a game if you're going to cheat, a board game, golf game. But, but, but uh, I mean, there's all, there's all sorts of cheating goes on in all sorts of sports, so even if you put it down to the drugs we were talking about the other week. I mean, it, it's cheating.
0: OK, well, look, um, where I'm going next, I'm putting, I'm parking affairs of the heart and cheating on uh, partners and things like that to one side, because that uh, usually is pretty obvious when you're cheating until, you know, such times as maybe the other partner didn't know about it. Uh, but once it's everything's out in the open, it's pretty obvious that cheating has gone on. And of course, it can go on for many years and it has been um you know, it's blighted many relationships. And of course, uh, then we get to uh, concepts of trust and things like that. But um, because of the fact that I want to move the discussion a little bit further along, I want to look at um, people in schools, because schools and colleges, because um, in the past, we always had people that tried to cheat in exams. I mean, you, you still got films on the TV, and somebody somewhere will try to cheat. And then, of course, I eventually became a, a teacher myself. And so now I'm looking at cheating from another point of view. And the reason I'm saying this is that um, it isn't really cheating. But to my old way of looking at things, I think my views are now vindicated. And what I'm saying is that used we used to always have to pass an exam. So, we'd have to learn things and then we'd have to have them in our brains and then we'd have to go and sit the exam and then we'd have to try and pass it, which of course, uh, uh, when it comes to the end of the finals in your degree, is very, very stressful. It's horrible, but it's a huge test of your character to come through it and say, well, I, I got my degree fairly and squarely. Then they brought in what they call modular exams. So, of course, this means that somebody can spend a whole term or a period of time uh, doing things on their own, uh, which, of course, they don't. They do it with other people. I've been in situations where other lecturers have helped the students, and I was a student at the time, and I felt cheated. And I feel that anything now that is being judged and marked online Or, you know, the person can do and present something without the teacher knowing who really did the work. I think we've got now a situation where cheating is virtually everywhere. And, you know, I'm not very happy with anybody doing any work and then just presenting it as fait accompli. When we know full well that you got some people got uh, parents will help, some people have got uh, computers at home, other people don't have computers at home. So when we look at things like um, a level playing field, it must be dreadful now for people who are allegedly going to try and pass exams and become successful in life. Your thoughts on that one, please, Matt.
1: Yeah I, I think the thing is with the computer age and with the, cheating used to be, as far as I'm aware, and when I was at school many years ago, cheating would be at school, I'm talking about, writing formulas and, and bits on your shirt sleeves or, or doing whatever. Um, then it, then, of course, it went to at school, you, you were allowed to take in your tables, your sign tables, because I was math, math really based. So that's where I was, and you're allowed to take, and then you were allowed to take calculators in, um, which gave you the answers the stuff that you, you, we used to do. Yeah. Um, and in our heads or on paper. Uh, and, of course, if you remember, at the time, you used to have to hand in all your worksheets as well. Absolutely. Whenever you'd done any calculations, you had to hand those in um, because you were marked on those. Because if you didn't get the answer 100% correct, if you showed how you got to the answer, um, and that, that was correct you'd get a percentage of your mark, um, which i i think is is a great because we can, everybody is fallible and can make mistakes so actually, going right the way back then i 'm talking forty five forty seven years ago, it was quite good, but that was a levels that was school uh, and then I went on to uni where you were allowed to you were allowed you were given direction i think it was by, more by uh, the, the masters and that, but cheating was very difficult because it was still the same. You still went in the same hall uh, that you did with your A-levels and, and uh, you still had a timer. You still sat there. You still did them. Some courses were like you say, you had these, um, I've forgotten the name. Even you said it now. Modules. Um, modules. Yeah. Modular group Well, you were tested over the period of time. You were, you were marked on your attendance. Um, well, it seems strange to me that if you didn't want to learn and didn't want to be in the blooming I mean, class or the lecture, you you, you you what what you didn't deserve to actually pass, really.
0: Well, that's another but one. I- it's another one we totally agree with because I went as a mature student and, you know, half the group might not turn up for a particular lecture and I used to really get quite cross about it um, because the quality of the lecture would actually uh, fall. Uh, It's like anything, if you've got a full house, you want to do well for them. And um, I remember travelling up to uh, the college from Cornwall, which was an hour's drive. There was myself and another um, mature student and there was a note on the, uh, the, the lecture room door saying... Um as uh, we didn't have enough people for the start of the lecture, I have gone back to my office. So the, yeah, the two yeah. of us went back to his office, knocked on the door, and I went in and I took him to task. I said, look, I've traveled an hour to get to your lecture. I don't care if nobody else comes, just me. In fact, it was myself and my friend Colin. And I said, it, we need you to come and do what you're paid to do. And he didn't like it. Because basically, um, he came in and we were doing statistics, he had a drawing pin, and he was flicking this drawing pin up and down, and noting whether it landed on its point or on the head, and I just uh, looked at him and said, look, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something now, because I know you will tell me that, that, that I'm wrong, but you haven't prepared anything today, and that's why you didn't want the lecture, this is just not good enough, and you know what? his face told me i'd got it right absolutely spot on um but you see a mature student will say that to you uh, i'd been a business manager before we went i went back to college um whereas kids of 19 the majority of them probably wouldn't challenge that but um okay i'm going to come well, they away
1: probably wouldn't even know it to be perfect yeah. because it's, it's experience isn't it at the end of
0: the day yes i think you're right i'm going to go next to um we're we're revisiting a little bit the um, the world of sport, and I remember a few years ago when I was working for Under Thorough, I did an interview with Dwayne Chambers. And if you might remember, Dwayne Chambers had cheated at the Olympics, or at least um, his version of it was he hadn't, he'd been made to take substances, etc., etc. And of course, uh, we then look at this vexed business about accepting responsibility for your own actions. I mean, there's one thing cheating, there's another thing lying. And I think if you've been found with your hand in the till or you've been found cheating and you put your hands up and say, look, I've been caught and quite frankly, uh, I've learned my lesson. Um, I'll accept my punishment and uh, let's all move on. Um, I got the impression that this young man, I think he was 19 at the time, there was no way he was accepting his responsibility. He was just telling us that, you know, he'd been made and advised by his trainers to take whatever the substance was. So... Um, Again, I mean, you know, you do rely on your trainers and older people to give you the guidance you need. But I don't know about you, you see, I think all young people should be taking responsibility the minute they've gone away from 16. I think 16, your age of reason is 7. It's probably even less these days with the advent of Google and all the other things that are going on. But I don't really accept that um, people of 16, 17 and 18 don't know the difference between right and wrong. Now, am I wrong to st- to say that or do you think the same?
1: I think it's younger. I, I-, I honestly think that they-, they know right and wrong a long, long way before. A long way before. I mean, I think... it. I blame—it's an old adage, isn't it? I blame the parents. It is the parents that have the problem, and I and I think society has made it that it is the parents' problem because they, a lot of them, don't have the time. They're not there to to uh, to, to teach their children like your parents were and my parents were, and that's that's the big difference. I mean, but the, the Dwayne Chambers thing. I mean, let's put it: if you're if you're caught in the spotlight. In the headlights, like he was, uh, downright. and downright. And I had a friend, uh, Mark Mark Trout, who you, who was the uh, British Olympic um, bobsleigh champion. And he he was caught taking drugs as well, and kicked off the team. Um, and he he put his hands up, and he said, uh, much later than the, the first chap, but he put his hands up, and he said, yeah, I, I did it, I did it. Um, I take full responsibility and full consequence of what I, my actions uh, he was found with the in his in his system, which he had he he had knowingly taken. Um, and, it, it, you know, nobody has really I, I suppose some people have forgi- for, forgiven him for it, but nobody forgets it. No. No. I think that is a that is a that is a thing as well. You, if you've got to be prepa- if you're going to be prepared to cheat, you've got to you've got to take the 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 fact that nobody will forget it either.
0: Okay, well, we'll come to an area next. We're staying with sport, and basically we're going to find out whether we both think this is cheating because we've now got the issue of transgender men. Entering uh, in athletics and in swimming in particular, um, and they're entering the ladies' races now. Um, I don't think I should uh, tell you what I think until I find out what you think. So, um, do you think that's cheating?
1: I don't even think it should. Even, I don't even think we should be having the conversation. It's it's that, that so that bizarre. I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I I I really. I'm completely against it, and I think it's it's uh, the world's gone bloody. Ma- Sorry, I shouldn't say that word. <laughs> it's gone mad. It's gone bonkers. Well, that... even
0: even perceive it. Look. I'm glad you felt that way because I know it's cheating. There's no two ways about it. Um, there was a, an incident uh, on TV last week when um, uh, Richard Madeley on Good Morning Britain was talking about a singer called Sam Smith, I think his name is, uh, who yeah. we saw in his video um, a big hairy bloke with a little lady's uh, dress on um, swinging his tassels and it was whether It was inappropriate for children to be watching it, which, of course, it downright is inappropriate. And Richard Madeley said, and he and immediately his co-presenter started correcting him and saying he's non-binary. And now you've got to uh, refer to him as they or them. And I looked at it and I really did think, um, A, it's definitely um, cheating using the language now that's what's going on um you know by all means you can cause confusion you can call it what you will but um basically if we go back to where we were with this business of the transgender bender who's running in a ladies race um i'm sorry but you know it is cheating and I, i'm not going to change my mind i'm not going to have the thought police telling me how my eyes and my years of intelligence and education are now wrong i think sanity's got to prevail somewhere matt hasn't it
1: well yeah but where we looked at the tv has become a god the tv and the information that tv provides has become almost godlike and that is all consuming and all you know your reference today now about you know you saw it on the tv i'm not saying it's wrong where else do you get your information from but it's 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 taken over and it's influencing now i mean the the, the tv is you, you we live in a society where we hear hear about influencers and all that sort of thing and conferences and stuff. And my 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 son is is heavily into that. Into he's, he's talking about going off to America to pay in ten grand to uh, to listen to somebody tell him something that you and I have learned from experience uh, that he thinks he's going to understand and know from just by going to this conference. It's it's bizarre. What has happened to 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 people to to sit make them even think they can do that?
0: Well, I think there's uh, a couple of things. We go down the conspiracy theory uh, route and we do know by looking at the likes of the uh, meetings of the G7 and these other secretive groups that operate, that something bigger than what we hitherto have known is still afoot. Uh, I watched a documentary on Dick Cheney from the Americas uh, and he was the one that apparently uh, brought in the idea of using climate change to add more money to everybody, uh, you know, to sort of, uh, they were using it as some sort of secretive tax really Um, and it, it was all part of what I'd already started to understand, which is the use of artificial intelligence. If you look at the likes of what we were talking about, uh, somebody being able to produce a piece of work and offer it as uh, an uh, A-level, even a thesis, I would imagine, um, well, these chatbots can produce Something very, very, very quickly which would take a human to sit down and work on uh, maybe a couple of uh, weeks, maybe a term. And I think the problem also is if you start looking intelligently at the newspapers and not just taking it at its face value, you can see the structure and the syntax and the spelling of online uh, newspapers now in such a way as it tells me either one of two things. Either one, artificial intelligence is being employed Or, number two, because of the quotas and having to take people who maybe are from another part of society to make the quotas up and who don't know English the way that we were taught it, Um, I think it's one of those two. And that's the area that I think is certainly maybe not totally cheating but it's taking away uh, the value of the language now. And I think this is very important, especially going back to the um, things that I was telling you happened on the Good Morning TV. If, as a teacher, you and I have both taught the use of of pronouns, and then you blatantly see somebody abusing the pronouns, and then the uh, co-presenter, telling this other presenter that he has to apologise when patently there is no mistake made. I think the problem is um, we're getting to an area now where our eyes tell us one thing, our education and sensibility tell us another thing, and yet out of the mouths of other people come utterly stupid words. Uh, That's how I feel. Matt, over to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you. I just, I, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we started off uh, this um, conversation with cheating, and you know, you're, you're, when you talk like you're just, you just said your statement. You're, you're. It makes you realise that you're, we're, we're cheating the youth, the future generations, yeah, because of the power of all of the TV and because the power of everything that they reading the newspapers we're cheating them of a decent life and a decent sub because we're not being honest with them we're saying to them well you can do whatever you like whenever you like however you like and, and in the old days my father would uh, end that sort of sentence with as long as you don't hurt anybody <laughs> as long as you don't cheat on anybody as long as you don't uh, you're not dishonest that's gone out the window and by the board now it, it's that, I, I don't think I would I, – I, I see people getting patted on the back for cheating. Yeah, and, well and, – uh, And that is where our society, wherever it is, has gone terribly, terribly wrong. You're we, so we, right. We, we, we can't – you can't – how can you if – you, if you've got teachers, you know, and if we, if we teach people to cheat or say that it – even say that it's acceptable a little bit, you know, it's one of those things that's a dead line. It's a dead block. You do not cheat. Full stop. There is no acceptance of it. There is no right or wrong for it in my book. It's a bit biblical, I know, but unfortunately, that's the way I am. Okay. It's right or it's wrong, and cheating is wrong.
0: I think you're right, and certainly for me, to see uh, footballers congratulating each other because they've, and we've uh, seen it now, won a penalty. I don't think you win a penalty. I think what happens is the other team transgress and you're awarded a penalty. So um, that's the way I feel about that one. And I'm going to move to another thing because you used the word biblical And we had a house guest very recently, and this was a lady who I thought she was Indian, actually. And uh, I was um, thinking I'd ask her, because I know she came from this particular part of the world, where the Quran is something that's um, obviously used. And I thought, well, I'll ask whether or not... Um, it's true uh, whether certain things that people are told in the Koran, uh, like you're allowed to tell a lie in the uh, good of the faith is one thing that I've read online. And this particular lady isn't actually Indian. Uh, she's a doctor, doctor of philosophy, by the way. So, again, yep. it was a lady of quality. And she was telling me that she actually came from Persia. Or what is Ah, now uh, known, Iran, Iran, exactly, and she said that um, she said no. What it is, she said, I used to teach a language called Farsi. She said I used to teach it to the um, the English troops in Afghanistan, and she said what's actually happening is the iman, uh, whatever the plural of that is, in the um, UK are telling people not the true words. Of the language that was written, but in interpretation that they want people to believe. Now, I come to also uh, query things that maybe were were told about the Bible, because obviously uh, now we've got this. Um, unfortunately, it's a very uncomfortable period of time that you go online and you try and read what you think should be the truth, and you see very spurious claims. At all levels, uh, we now know that Pope Benedict uh, had died and obviously certain things are now coming to pass um, that we're finding out why he resigned and had to go and live in a a certain part of the Vatican. Um, There are many, many strange things about and I feel cheated. I do feel cheated, but I am now at that point where I'm not sure whether it's that I'm being cheated or feeling cheated because, unfortunately, I'm at a point where I'm not too sure who I can believe anymore.
1: Yeah, I, I I think that's what, you know. I think what whoever and whatever being, and I I I always I always say really, oh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but actually, probably there's 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 quite a big chance that I am, because I there's something bigger behind all this to make you. Who who is a who has a strong faith, and myself who has a strong faith, mine more in the in the human human beings rather than uh, now than in um, the Bible. Although I re- do do take reference to the Bible quite a lot, um, it, 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 I I don't know. I'm I, like I say, I think there is an alternative motive to all of this from politicians or from the state or from wherever. Um, I think. I think somebody's doing something terrible to all of us.
0: Yeah, I I do and um I've been following a Netflix series which is uh, about a it's from a, an an archaeologist looking at other things around this planet which cannot be explained and having just come back from Rome and seen the Colosseum um then really I'm now looking at things BC so uh, I'm now sort of challenging parts of my information which tells me um, that there was an anno domini which is of course the year that uh, we had Jesus born or the BC which is totally and utterly full of inexplicable things that have been presented to me in a clarity which didn't want to seem to make confusing I think this guy seemed to be very realistic in what he was showing us and then I'm thinking well yes I can imagine that something has happened and maybe uh, whatever our superior being might be has decided right it's time to put an end to this I'll send this message via my son and then we get into the Christian faith 10 rules which for me Um, you know, things like uh, cheating and lying. Uh, Immediately, I look at things like um, secret... Social media accounts, people who you don't even know whether it's really them that's writing online. It's only by the number of mistakes that certain people are making that I can think, yeah, they probably are the people they purport to be. Whereas other people come to you online and you know it's not they, uh, those particular person um, that's writing. Um, And then uh, you look at things like offshore accounts. You look at things like, you know, uh, these people uh, dealing in insider trading. And basically, it is quite um, quite simple in one respect. If you're prepared to show your face and show people who you are and not hide behind secrecy, then obviously it's going to be very unusual for you to be cheating. Now, immediately I say that. I've got Boris Johnson's face, and the cameras telling me I didn't do something, which we know you've done. So there's my dilemma, Matt. <laughs> it's well, difficult. I think it's,
1: everybody, it's everybody's dilemma, but it's so, it's so portrayed so um, uh, behind the scenes, so, so uh, surreptitiously that, that, that we don't know it's happening.
0: I think you're right. I think the problem now, uh, with just two minutes left, and we've explored a lot of this particular uh, topic, I think when you look at even things like Formula One cars with people souping up the engines, <laughs> when you look at people who basically forge their documents to cheat uh, and drive the way round and maybe kill and maim people, you know, I mean, it's never-ending. I, I think we've done... This particular topic, uh, a great deal of justice, because I think, um, you know, if we only get a number of people that will relate to what we've spoken about and try to show that by uh, not really a terrible pun coming up, but, but by not playing ball, by not trying to keep the rules, we are now all suffering because we don't know really who we can trust and how far we can trust them, do we?
1: No, I think that's a really good uh, summation of what we've been talking about. Okay.
0: Well, look, um, I do think it's worthwhile uh, when we look at these things uh, because, quite frankly, um, our own education and the education we pass on to other people um, has got to be brought into question. I have to be honest with you, I've reevaluated a lot of things in my life over this last couple of years. I definitely feel my People that taught me were very genuine. I don't have a problem with uh, the faith that I follow, and at least I think in this day and age, that's a bit of a comfort, Matt. I don't know how you feel about that as we finish.
1: Yeah, no, I think for, for me, the faith that I have, which is us, we we've discussed before, is in human in. It's through through the the book, the the Bible, but it's through people as well. And I still believe in people, even though this. Cr- this nastiness goes on, I still believe that we've got to believe in people because that is where our real strength will lie and and somehow we've got to get rid of the the rubbish that the likes of Johnson and, and, and the cronies in the UK are perpetuating.
0: Okay, Matt, well, that's uh, brought us nicely to the end of our podcast. Uh, Remember that uh, what Matt just said, it's all about people. I still believe that the majority of people are good people. A bit naive, maybe? You have
1: to, Vince.
0: Yeah. Matt, it's been great having a chat again. Look forward to the next one.
1: Perfect. Wonderful. Have a great day.
0: Same to you, Matt. Thanks a lot.